TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Fastball guy. These two teams have played each other for nearly 50 years, and the Minnesota Twins, for the first time, have swept a four-game series. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Didn't he tell you? Didn't he tell you? Didn't Everything's going to be you? fine. Everything's going to be fine. It is the Score North First Place Twins Show, live good. from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is down to 36. When we last convened on Friday, it was 41. The magic number is down to 36. Miguel Sano was one for three with two walks and two runs scored. I'm Rami Makloff, along with Derek Wetmore, who is back and so well tanned. Yes. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Judd Zolgad will join us on the other side of the glass. That has to feel good for Twins fans, right? Oh, I thought Four you meant sweep. my suntan. No, I, no, it's it's fine. No, it actually looks like it hurts a little bit. <laughs> a little bit? A little I'm pink. Not, I'm not going to lie. It looks like you're in a little bit of pain. A little pink. Orlando will do that to a, a guy of your complexion. It has to be... Uh, settling series, not only that you won four games, but the way in which you won four of those games, Rami. Right. I think the concerns, if you could chalk them up to like a pie chart of angst over the last six weeks, would be number one, bullpen. Number two, starters. Number three, injuries. Mm-hmm. And number four, Tony Diaz all by himself waving the right. guy around yeah. the base. Exactly. That's the pie chart of angst, by I, the way, I think. He had another terrible decision over the weekend and they just made a bad throw and he got lucky. I'm but... team Tony Diaz. Okay. All right. <laughs> it has to be uh, encouraging in that not only does the offense blow the doors off the thing a couple times because you know that they can do that. We've We've sort of always known that. But they're starting to get, they're stacking up some good relief appearances. Mm-hmm. Like low key, if if you watched the Twins three weeks ago and then you kind of checked out because, hey, it's summer and only got so many more weekends left at the lake. So I'm kind of focused there now. I'll get back in September when the when I have to bust the sweaters out and the magic number gets to single digits. You'd be surprised to learn that like, hey, they're actually putting together a little bit of a bullpen here. And if they can write the starting pitching ship, which I think they are starting to turn in that direction. Now, all of a sudden, you're talking about, again, one of the best teams in baseball instead of that team that middled away to a 500 record for six weeks. And a series like this, not just the performances of the bullpen, but you've gotten your bullpen back in some sort of order and some sort of rhythm in terms of the rest and when you're going to use guys. Because to me, if you have Dyson, Romo, and Rogers on all three of those guys on good rest schedules... I think you're you're pretty solid at the back end of your bullpen. I think you're you're probably as solid as most teams. Maybe not the Indians, but when you look at the state of bullpens around Major League Baseball right now, those three guys at the back end is pretty damn good. I know I know it's not it's not a, a foregone conclusion by any means when you go to that trio like it has been for some bullpens in the past, but that's pretty good in comparison to what you're up against when it when it comes to October baseball. Not a lot of good bullpens around the major leagues right now. And for me, if you have Dyson, Romo, and Rogers, like I said, on the right rest schedule and not overused and not all out of whack in two winnings every day, yeah. I think you're 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 sitting pretty come come the postseason. Well, for sure. And you're talking now about a group that doesn't rely on okay, hey Taylor Rogers, can you go get two innings tonight? And then um, need a five out save out of you tomorrow. And then day after that, can can we get you for like I, I know your I know your tax. Can we get you for like ten or twelve pitches? Right. Come on, bud. We need this series. Right. Now it's like okay, hey, you got a two run lead in the ninth. Sergio Romo can do that job. Sam Dyson can do that job. And the beautiful thing about it, this is what we've been talking about all along. You add a couple more high leverage arms into that mix. I think you were the first one to say this on the show. Maybe it was as early as April. Mm-hmm. I mean, the oracle of the Score North First Place Twin Show, Rami Makhlouf. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Playing like you were going to be modest for a second. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, I'm trying to give you your props. I appreciate it. He said, Taylor Rogers can't be overworked. Not only is it not going to be as effective in the regular season, come October, you're going to wish you didn't do that. Right. You're going to wish that he was just a regularly used 70-inning reliever and... He was just fresh and ready to mow him down in October. Well, the beautiful thing about this lining up for the Twins now is you see what's developing in that second tier 
of bullpen arms. Yeah. You, you've got guys like Zach Littell, whom they trust a lot, um, Trevor May, Tyler Duffy, even Ryan Harper. Maybe he's working his way out of that mix now. I don't know. But those guys in that sort of second tier are now vying to be the fourth most important person in your bullpen. Right. Not all those guys are going to get big outs in October. Because we talked about, well, Blake Parker isn't here anymore, but we said if this if this Twins team is going to be October ready, you need Trevor May and, and Blake Parker to be like your fourth and fifth best relievers sure. coming out coming out of the bullpen. And they've, they've well, Blake Parker, like I said, is not even not that. on that list anymore. He got bumped so far down the ladder that he just got off knocked off the ladder altogether. But you have Trevor May now down to your fourth or fifth most reliable arm coming out of the bullpen, and I think that's that's pretty good when you compare it to other four and fives coming out of bullpens around Major League Baseball. For sure. We look at yesterday, and we're getting a little granular on this. Mm-hmm. One other thing I for sure want to touch on today. Well, we have two hours, so yeah, we can we touch a on whole a, two hours. We can touch on a lot of things. Um, maybe hear from listeners at some point here. But one thing that will need to be touched on before I forget, just to put a pin in this. The next 13 games are against pretty bad baseball teams. The Twins play their next 13 against either the Chicago White Sox or the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are going to lose 110 games this year. Mm-hmm. The White Sox might lose 90. So, like, this easy schedule that we've been getting made fun of a little bit for, like, teasing that, hey, it's about to get easier, it's about to get easier, it's about to get easier. Well, here it is. You just took four from the Rangers in a row at their place. Goodbye to whatever that ballpark is called now, Globe Life. Yeah, did see, you see they uh, they're building a new stadium with, yeah. uh, with I know. a retractable yeah, retractable roof because uh, why would they do that? The conditions are not really pleasant for people to watch baseball or play baseball. I'm sorry, go ahead. There, it actually got, makes sense. I like, got I wouldn't want to be ahead. <laughs> just Manny, I don't know if you saw his eyes just glaze over, but Rami went into a little <laughs> trance. Oh yeah, right there. He's like, oh wait, yeah. I can push my pro roof propaganda. <laughs> he was definitely feeling himself on that take. That's <laughs> he was sure. getting ready for it. So okay, 13 games against bad baseball teams. That's good, but I want to get granular on yesterday's game for a second. Was it Zach Littell that came in first out of the bullpen uh, after Martin Perez left? Um, it was Littell that pitched the sixth inning. Let me so they went check that. six, yes. seven, eight, nine. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you got the box score, that'd be very helpful because I, I have my order wrong. But I'm gonna say it was no, right. Littell, Dyson, Romo, Rogers. Yes, sir. Yep. yep. You if you look at the way the game actually played out, in that the Twins scored a couple runs later. Like, Zach Littell's inning was arguably more important to the win for the Twins than Rodgers and Romo. Now, they happen to be at the back end, so that's always kind of by definition going to be higher leverage. But Zach Littell, who's not a guy we were talking about coming into the season and who's added a big fastball and he's made some of these changes that the Twins are coaching and he's become a, I would say, different and better pitcher, is now getting important outs in an important game that you'd like to win, mm-hmm. and he's just one of three, four, maybe five guys. But like you said, he's on for that, that last. He's spot. on that second tier. That's right. In the postseason, exactly. that's the last spot. Exactly. You're not going six relievers deep in October. You might have him on the team in case something just like terrible happens, and you got to just eat it for a game and get to the next game. You don't pitch your sixth most important reliever in a big spot in October, and that's what you've got to like about the Twins and team right now. Something we should get more in-depth into a little later in the show, that there may be even more reinforcements on the way for oh, that bullpen. But I saw this. Save that for a little later. That was, that was, that was kind of interesting. Eh, kind of like, I kind of like what they're thinking with that. Kind of like 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. We have a lot to dissect in a four-game <laughs> sweep before we get into what's down the road, but you started, like you said, with, with the bullpen, and obviously a very positive weekend for them. Also for the majority of the starting pitching, a, a pretty solid weekend and a four-game sweep for the Minnesota Twins, including yesterday. And look, I know he's not back to looking like Johan Santana, but don't don't expect that. If you pretty can, high bar. If you can get five or six innings of two or three runs out of Martin Perez, and even if it's not always that pretty, take that every time between now and October and then figure out what you're going to do with your rotation in the postseason. Yeah, where are you at with Martin Perez in terms of go, getting to the finish line here? Not necessarily making an October start, but getting to the finish line. I was I was done with him. I was done with him before his, his last start previous to, to yesterday. I, I thought that he should have been pulled out of the rotation because he looked that bad. That velocity is starting to come back. We're starting to see him use the sinker a little bit more effectively and the, the, the cutter a little more effectively. He He's back 
closer to what we saw early in the season. But again, I don't expect him to get back to what we saw earlier in the season. I wanted him to just level out, just plateau out, because I didn't expect him to maintain that performance that we saw in April and early May. I also didn't expect what we saw in the last two months before this this turnaround in his last couple of starts. I wanted him to just find some some level somewhere in between there, and I think what we've seen in the last two starts is is close to that. Rami, I was on a Milwaukee area radio station last week before the Brewers start. For I think Martin I know Price. that station. I think you hooked it mm-hmm. up. And they were asking me. They said, "Hey, well, look, the Brewers have only seen Martin Perez once in his career." Here was a loaded question that they didn't know was loaded. What should Brewers fans expect out of Martin Perez tonight with the Twins? It's like, boy, I feel like I've got a lot to catch you up on. <laughs> if, if you've seen one start in this dude's career and it was in a Texas Rangers uniform, I feel like there are a lot of gaps to fill here. So where should we start? I brought up that he looked like Johan Santana for a bit. And then I think it was his 12 starts previous to that Milwaukee start. So his last two we're in agreement, Rami. He's right. been good. And it's like, in fact, I'm working on a five thoughts call and they'll publish later today to scorenorth.com and that uh, free Score North mobile app. Totally free. Super free. Super free. For and now. Act fast. For now? For now. Just play along. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. There's now. a hard yeah. deadline. Oh, exactly. I get it. Yeah. Ah, yes. Act fast. Get that app. Oh, totally. It's Scarcity. Yeah, exactly. It's an important concept. Exactly. There you go. Now you got it. <laughs> Uh, I was a little late to that party. Everything's going to be fine. Everything is going to be super fine and super free. Uh, I love how like grovelly Odorizzi's voice is in that clip. He's like, do you believe that? He sounded super convincing when he was saying it, but when you just pull that little clip out of context, That's right. everything's going to be fine. It doesn't like, sound uh, like everything's going to be fine. You sure? It uh, whatever not, you say, boss. Yeah, it sounds like you're looking at a tornado coming at you. Like, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry, so, kids. So, yeah, who are you trying to convince? <laughs> you or me? So, I, I told this Milwaukee area radio station that the, the 12 starts leading into his Brewer start, very disappointing for Twiz fans and, and for the Twins, frankly. I mean, nobody's hiding from it. Nobody's pretending like Martin Perez had been an ace his last dozen starts. He had an ERA over six in those 12 starts going into that outing. Well, then his last two have been a little better. It's, what was it? Six, six innings, no earned runs against the Brew Crew, and then five and uh, two earned runs mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's not. Johan Santana reincarnate like you just said, but if you can help get this Twins team to the finish line and start to make that an easier decision to pick up next year's option, which is relatively affordable, but was looking in jeopardy for a little bit there, I think that is a a passing grade for Martin Perez and what we could have expected coming in. I, I'm thinking about going with the take for my five thoughts column. Like It looks like Martin Perez is almost all the way back. He's still not getting the strikeouts, and there were a few more walks than you'd like you to see. You don't expect him to be all the way back, do you? Oh, back no, to the no. guy we saw. In yeah, April. like he's not—he's not like a two ERA guy for the right. rest of the season, right? But if he's a three and a half, like if you're—if you're using ERA as your measuring stick, if he's like a three and a half to four ERA pitcher for the rest of the way, I think you take that. I think you'll take those starts and be pretty happy that you got him, knowing that the bats should be able to score five and a half, six, seven runs a game against some of these cupcakes. So, very positive sign for Martin Perez. Uh, who else had solid starts over the weekend? Drug my memory here real quick. Well, we're probably going to have to talk about Jose Barrios at some point on this not show. one of the guys who had a solid start oh, no. over that's, the weekend. That's maybe something we're going to have to talk about. Um, but, meh. I'm not as concerned as some alarmists are about what's going on with Jose Barrios, but it's definitely something worth monitoring. It's something worth going into. And Mackey had... Uh, I'm sure I could run down to his office and get him during the break. Some disturbing numbers in terms of the trend for Jose Barrios. Oh, I'll fight him. In, in August. I'll fight him. If you if you bring him down here, get me some wrist tape and boxing gloves and, and we'll <laughs> You want to fight Mackey? This isn't this isn't a hill I'll die on. I just I just think some of the twins' problems have been overblown in the course of just the general angst over the last six weeks. Phil is by far not the most egregious offender. No. No, 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 no. I no. think we see eye to eye on 99% of these things. 
on Barrios? Oh, just just twins. Oh, okay. So twins in general. We did a show together for a long time talking twins, and we were just I didn't in know you guys knew each other. We were in Orlando together. Well, I'm not doing my job very well. <laughs> I'm supposed to be name dropping that like once a show to remind people. Uh, no, we and we just spent some time in Orlando together, watched a couple of twins goings on, and followed the news and stuff like that. And it's uh, I, I think that we're pretty much in lockstep. If there's anybody in this score north like what's the word fiefdom mm-hmm. I, I think that that's not <laughs> nah that's okay it's not going to be him that i i put on boxing gloves and fight with i'd like to see it though like an actual boxing match between mackie and wetmore i think i'd surprise you manny who do you got mackie and wetmore in the ring 10 ounce gloves I think it would be, I think the fight would end in a no contest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very that's a very safe answer to that question, Manny. I think it will be a no contest. So I'm not taking Manny because he's got the reach. Uh-huh. So, But anybody else? Yeah. Ah, uh, Danny. Danny's probably a lot stronger than me. Danny Cunningham's got, the, he's still got the muscle. I throw big weights, bro. I believe it. I throw I, big I weights, I believe bro. that you do. I throw big weights, bro. I Telling believe you. that you do. You don't want to get in the way of these hands. And plus, just saying, you're just you don't have one of those, as you like to say, punchable faces. Also, Arab rage. Don't underestimate Arab rage. <laughs> just gonna get after it. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm deep I'm, down inside me. What more? There's there is a bubbling cauldron of rage. I will box when backed into a corner, and <laughs> otherwise, like we're pretty cool here. We're good. Who would win a, a box? Who would win a boxing tournament on the Score North staff? Six five one six four six eight two five five or tweet us at SKOR North. I want to know. Actually, <laughs> I want to know. Manny, spend the break thinking about this. And the rule would be that you can't pick yourself. But like, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to go with you in terms. I mean, Manny's got the height and the reach. Well, you're you're six two. Yeah, about six, six one and a half. Six, six two. Six yeah. two with shoes on, but I feel like your reach is more than that. It's the same with Rami. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd have a like, hard time getting inside on Manny. I got long arms too, but not not as long as Manny's. I have a hard time quick, getting. Though, so, I, so you might be able to get a few. It's shots power for you. Because, yeah, it's. I would have I'm, to get in close, beat up the body, and then go for the kill shot with Manny. That would have I'm, to be my I'm, strategy. I'm butterbean, man. I'm, I'm just, you know. <laughs> Laying back, throwing eight makers. Yeah. There's no real there's no real conditioning involved. I'm just, you know, it's all I'm just gonna drive punch you as hard as I can. Oh my gosh. How did we get to this? Other than that's kinda how the twins have played baseball recently. Just they, throwing haymakers. Hey, you know what, Martin Perez, see, see if you can give us five innings and just kind of keep us there. It's okay, we'll score nine runs. Twins are don't, kind don't of the worry. butter beam of baseball. <laughs> we sort of stumbled into that bit. one. A little a little bit. Right. Much more to get into in a four game sweep. Sweep over the Rangers. That gives the Twins a two and a half game lead in the division on the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 36. Derek asked me to mention Miguel Sano was one for three with two walks and two runs scored. We're back after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Drive to right center field. It's down for a hit. It'll run to the wall. It'll clear the bases. Polanco to third, and the Twins have retaken the lead. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 36. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore spent the whole break talking about who would win in a boxing tournament <laughs> among the Score North staff. Huh? The oh. Twins swept a four-game series. Well, so that's, that's, it's just there's, there's nothing to talk about. Like, the Twins are back on the bright side. 
Life is good again. You got 13 <laughs> cupcakes coming up. So, like, I got a little bit of time to figure out like, why I think Manny would be the champion yeah, of a Score North boxing he, tournament. He thinks you'd win it, Manny. He thinks you'd win the whole thing. He'd be the top spot. Getting hurt back. Yeah. Now he's worried. Get it. You heard it. <laughs> you see? You see? He's not a machine. He's a man. <laughs> God bless Rocky IV. <laughs> so who's the? Never mind. I was gonna. I was gonna start asking who's, who's the, the Ivan Drago. Who's the Ivan Drago? Who's the Rocky? I'm gonna have to phone a friend on that one, man. You're gonna have to help me out because you've never seen the movie, right? I've heard of that character. I believe you that that is a person. I can't believe that you've never seen Rocky. You've never seen Major League. Believe it. Like, what have you been? Do you just go and like? Into a bubble and we let you books. off the air. We wrap you in bubble wrap and put you in a box. How do, what do you do? Watch a lot of baseball and read a lot of books. Man, books? What are those? <laughs> so the Twins swept a four-game series over the Rangers over the weekend. They increased their lead over the Indians to two and a half games, a little breathing room. And uh, like I said, that's that's got to make you feel better. But we were talking about... Jose Barrios before the break, and let's let's just get into it, okay. Derek. You don't you don't seem to be all that concerned about the Twins' ace, despite a couple a couple bad outings in his last three, and a trend that is not promising in the month of August. Yeah, I mean it's de- it's definitely worth some attention to figure out. Hey, is this a rut or is this just a couple short stint of struggles? Is this a dead arm period that a lot of pitchers go through? I I'm not saying that it's nothing. I'm not dismissing it out of hand I, I I also I just don't think that like the season is over for Jose Brios and I, I feel like I've seen a lot of that lately that like well and if the twins lost their ace then you might as well fold up the tents it's like hang on a second how did we go from on the level on the scale of concern how do we go from a two to a 12 let's let's go step by step here I think Brios getting a little bit of the fastball velocity back the last time I saw him which is encouraging I think you're still seeing a sharp curveball, even if he's not setting it up well and guys aren't chasing out of the zone with it as much. He's not He's not the guy that we saw just, I think it was immediately before the trade deadline. In fact, the start might have been July 31st for Jose Brios. He had a gem. And when he has that kind of stuff, we talk about it all the time, he's going to be able to go deep in games. We We haven't seen that a ton lately, but I'm not ready to, you know... I'm not ready to throw it all away for the 2019 season for Barrios, and I'm willing to believe that some of the work that he put in this winter to try to have a little more endurance into a season, I'm willing to believe that's going to pay off for him at some point. I'm, I knew he had an eye laid on the season from since since February. I mentioned before the break that Mackie has been talking about these numbers in August. I don't need Mackie. I wouldn't find the numbers myself. That's perfect. Go to baseballreference.com. Who needs that guy? Especially after Wetmore knocks him out. I, I, I'm not. I'm not promising you anything in that regard. Five and seven with a five nine two ERA. He has his uh, lowest strikeout to walk ratio of any month, and it's not even close of two point one nine. And his highest WHIP uh, of any month, and it's not even close of one and a half per inning. I mean, th- those are that's a disturbing trend, especially August? yeah for the month of August throughout his career. Got it. Especially when you look at how how different that is, how how off the norm that is from what he does in other months. I mean, other he has a five nine two ERA in August. Other than that, his worst month in his career has been May at four oh three. It's almost a two run difference. Yeah, and that's reflective of the first couple years of his career. I mean, you're just bringing up career numbers here, and it's perfect. As a youngster, he was notorious for fading, and now. If this is a second half fade and it plays out that way, I'm willing to step up, raise my hand, say, you know what? Yep, I was wrong. Had too much faith in that kid. As it stands right now, I'm willing to believe that he is capable of kicking those second half woes. Um, I think August, you mentioned, is the worst month, but he's had some clunkers in September, too. And the kind of the whole thing since he came up was, can this guy at, at his size... Call a spoke a spoke here. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I'd still take him to win the Score North boxing tournament. Stronger than all of us put together, but he's a small guy relative to his peers. Barrios? Barrios. You think he'd win the Oh, he'd win. Oh, sorry, Manny. Like (laughs) Oh yeah. 
Yeah, if you two I, met I in the no finals, no you no might shot. tap gloves and be like, "We're good here." We're just, yep. I'll take uh, what what a second place get. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I feel Barrios. like Barrios would win in a decision, though. He doesn't seem like the guy to me who could not deliver the knockout blow. Do you think he's Manny Pacquiao? I I think Barrios would come up to me much like Ivan Drago did with Apollo Creed <laughs> and just say, "You will lose." <laughs> And that'll be it. I must break you. I don't think he would, like, kill me with a right hook. No, no, it'd be flurry. But but he would back up up his claim that you will lose. It would would be speed bag territory for for that guy. Uh, So all of that to say this. If he dies, he dies. Sorry. Go ahead. Well... Okay, small guy, right? And super well-conditioned, like athlete to the 10th degree. But the knock on him has been, well, for, you know, a smallish guy, he's sort of faded late in the season. I don't know if it's an endurance thing, if just like, hey, throwing a baseball is tough. A lot of guys can fade. We've Mm -hmm. seen Chris Sale fade over time. Like, that's one of the best of the best. And I'm willing to buy into the notion that Jose was reflective of that this offseason, internalized that, said, you know, maybe the most important thing isn't that I'm throwing my 50-pitch bullpens on Christmas Day in preparation for spring training two months from now. Maybe the most important thing is how I perform when I take the ball on October 1st. That's my concern. I'm willing to. Maybe, yes, I yes. Know, I know you're concerned about Jose Barrios. I'm just willing. Feel free to jump in anytime. I, I want you yeah. to. If, if we disagree on this because I've heard your take, yeah. and I'm just willing to believe at least mm-hmm. that he can show us that he's ready to do it. And that's and that's very fair. I just because I'm not really so much concerned about him for the rest of the regular season because he's going to pitch against the Royals and the White Sox and should the Tigers, okay. and you know he should be okay. He should be able to hold off on you know hold off those teams because they're mostly punchless and he's got the stuff to just sort of get by and get through those teams but I'm just worried about with what we've seen the last handful of starts that carrying into Yankee Stadium in game one of the ALDS sure or Minute Maid Park in game one of the ALDS that that would be my concern or you know I'd tend to feel a lot more confident that the, that the Twins are going to win this division, but if they are put in a position where they have to play a one-game wildcard playoff, you figure he's going to be the guy to start that game. They're okay. going to need him to be on the top of his game because if he's not, your season's over. Yeah, and I'm, we're not seeing that guy right now, to be right. clear. We all agree on that, but I'm willing to believe that that guy is still in there, that he'll sure. write this. If it's, look, if he needs a, a little breather, it's be a fine time to give it to him. Yeah. I trust Lewis Thorpe against the Detroit Tigers. That's fine. But I'm just on the, you know, if we're if we're dividing lines here, different corners in the boxing ring, I'm on the Jose can write this ship. I'm in that corner way more than I am in. I'm out on him for this season. I know that's not what you're saying, Manny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am... Uh, it's easy for me to say that because I'm just one series at a time guy. I'm not in or out. Like I'm not ready to declare him dead. Or his I'll make arm no declaration on for the rest of the season. Game one of the ALDS. I'm making no judgment on that. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. When he had that bad, that first bad start in August, and people were freaking out, I went, "Guys, calm down. Nothing to worry about here." And then Mackey came in with those numbers, and I was shook a little bit inside, but I, I kept. I kept a strong uh, appearance, and I was like, guys, just calm down. That's the pass. <laughs> That's you. You're the pillar of optimism. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and then he had a, like a solid start after that. I was like, see, I told you. And I still wasn't all that confident. And then he had that start over the weekend. And now I'm starting to waver a little bit in terms of my confidence in Jose Barrios. I won't declare him fine. I won't say that he's done. But I am concerned. I I'm uncertain about Jose Barrios, and I shouldn't feel that way at this point, right? So we got to remember only three of those runs were earned. Not that that's like a complete pass. And, of course, it's impossible to forget his start two starts ago against the Braves. Give up nine earned runs, pitching mm-hmm. into the sixth inning. By no means am I saying that he is the ace of aces and look away, don't even pretend it's a problem here. I'm saying... It's August, what, 19th? He's going to make a a handful of starts the rest of the way, what, half dozen starts or something like that, and we'll see what happens. He is 
well aware of the late season fade that you and that Phil Mackey were talking about knows that August hasn't always been great to him. Even September. Uh, even the fact that two years ago in the wildcard game when they did go to New York, that's a game, if you're a competitor, you'd like to start that game. Mm-hmm. Well, they picked Irvin Santana. And Irvin Santana, as it turns out, didn't Not have it that bad. day. As it turns out, did, had some sort of mysterious finger injury. As it turns out, didn't have his slider. As it turns out, his career was basically over on that day. We just didn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Jose Brios did come in. He pitched okay. It wasn't a great outing for him. But I think that those kind of memories, when you see him pushing a truck on a beach in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. in December. Is that not part of your workout routine? I just stay in Minnesota. Right. Actually, yeah, but no. There are beaches, dude. They are covered in eighteen inches of snow, <laughs> and those trucks don't have traction control. That's my excuse. Okay. He is fully aware of that. Am I? This is just from knowing him just a tiny little bit as a reporter covering the team. I think those those starts that that outing at Yankee Stadium, some of the fades over the last couple of years. I think that's what's driving him mm-hmm. as he goes up and he puts that thing in neutral. And is like, all right. Can I beat my old time? He's pushing that thing for like a hundred feet. Might as well next winter. I'm sure he's going to be dragging an airplane. Yeah, just down a runway because why not? That's the next logical step. But as he's flipping those giant tires and he's doing his like little makeshift bodyweight workouts on the beach and CrossFit, probably this dude is super fit. He's super athletic. He's always been that. I just wonder now this year. Did he put himself in a spot to succeed late into August and into September? And and we'll see. Because I think the source of my overall concern with him is I think there's there's so much more of a premium on him being able to really perform. You know, if this team is going to make some noise in October. It's and more important run, you have Jose Barrios in September than it ever has been. Yeah, because if it's. If you look at the Houston Astros, if Garrett Cole is off a little bit, yeah, that's right. the Astros can say, okay, well, we still got Verlander, we still got Zach Greinke. We're, <laughs> yeah. you know, we we, we, we only have get, two Cy Young winners. We want to get Garrett Cole back on track, but if he's a little bit off, if he's going through a stretch like kind of like what Barrios has been going through, the Astros are like, well, we got Verlander, we got Zach Greinke, we're we'll be okay. We in got this, two guys in a seven game series. If you're Rocco Baldelli and the Twins, you circle the at least two games that Jose Barrios is starting. And you go, we got to get those two. We got to get those two. It's kind of how it felt with Johan. Yeah. 15 years ago, 16, whatever. It's like 2002, you're thinking to yourself, like, all right, game one, that's yours, Johan. And -hmm. if it's not, then uh, now what? (laughs) Well, think think about it this way. I remember 2004, the first year Johan won to Cy Young, they went into Yankee Stadium and won that play. It was ironically the last playoff game that the Twins won in 2004, game one of the ALDS. And Johan pitched that game one. He was great. And game two was they the Twins had a lead late. I think Joe Nathan ended up blowing blowing the save or blowing the losing the game because I think Gardy brought him out there for like a third inning or something like that. And there was controversy over, you know, Gardy's decision to do that. But like if they didn't get that game one performance from Johan, they would have gotten swept in that series. Well, and they ended up losing in four, obviously, but Still, I mean, they they just they needed him to be at the top of his game. Otherwise, they were going to have no shot to win that and series. I hear what you're saying. You know, Johan goes into game one and loses to Barry Zito and like, all right, well, good luck the rest of you guys. Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit like that for this Twins team, but I'm not, I'm not panicked about that right now. I'm just, let's see how he finishes out yeah. the next, what? I'm not panicked, but five, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some concern and uncertainty. Well, and then if you get the Astros, you get the Astros, and right. we'll see. Like, the Astros top to bottom, more talented team right. in my book. I, I would take that team on paper against the Twins. But it's not 90-10. Mm-hmm. It's 60-40. Uh, we got a tweet here. At Rami is tweeting, at Derek Wetmore. It says, boxing match winner would be at Manny Hill 84, or my sleeper, at Dex's tweets because what? he's got youth and speed on, on his side to tire everyone out. That's that's the old speedball theory. Declan, uh, I De- like him. Good kid. Declan Declan's a hockey a hockey guy too, so he's probably got some tough. Yeah, but he's not going to Declan, dig pucks out of the corners. <laughs> Declan can't weigh more than 110 pounds. <laughs> Here's one. I as I grew up a skinny guy. It's still he, he is probably strong for his size, pound for pound. But there's only so far that qualifier can take you. 
Like, I'm strong for my size. Right. I'm not going to pretend like I can take out Manny. I like Declan. Or or Danny Cunningham, who's fit and played football in college. Get out of here. I can't imagine a punch from Declan hurting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I like the kid. Really good kid. Does some fried work for us. I was just hanging out with him over the weekend, having some claws together. Oh, you were living the claw we're life? We are living the claw life over the weekend. He's not winning a fight. I'm sorry. Unless there's something there that I don't know about. Like Manny said, he plays hockey. Played hockey. Maybe maybe he's a little scrappy. I've never skated with him. I believe I he know. can skate. I believe he's got I'm sure he's handles. Skilled on the skates. I'm sure he can handle but a I'm hockey But I'm saying, stick. like, if him and Judd and go into the, the corner gloves. to dig out a puck, oh, I'm not worried about Judd that winning that fight. Judd's coming out with that puck. <laughs> That's my only point. There's a difference between playing hockey and being, like, exactly. the toughest guy in the exactly. room. We're gonna have to figure, we're going to have to do something. Oh, I, there's, there's, apparently, if we're getting <laughs> tweets, there's some meat on this bone. We're going to have to do something and see who score North listeners think would win. This imaginary boxing tournament that will never happen. That was is not going down, not even for charity. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> not Too many waivers and liability. Exactly. Legal is listening to this right now and marching downstairs and, to turn I mean, off our mics. It's just tiring. <laughs> Speak for yourself, man. I wasn't going to ask Getting out. Getting in a boxing ring is just... It's exhausting. There's too much good baseball left to watch the rest of the way. Exactly. For the Twins, for the Cubs, some October baseball around the corner, right. I think... If you take care of business in this stretch of thirteen games here, uh, I I don't want to lose any teeth. Right time. That's like that's my primary objective. You'd want to be watching it through a swollen swollen shut left eye. I'd like to be watching it on like either my own couch or the Target Field press box. (laughs) Not anywhere else. Not any. Should we should talk about this upcoming stretch? And when Judd gets in here at one o'clock, we have to revisit some things that happened last week, including. Some unwritten rules BS that we talked about last week. Preposterous. And you, listening from Orlando on that handy-dandy, nifty Score North mobile app, which yeah, is right totally free, yeah. uh, you had so you took umbrage with some of Judd Zolgad's Twins takes. There were two throughout the week. Judd Zolgad takes. Same show. So you'll put on he, the gloves. He was just, he was up to it that would, day. He made me furious. Same show. Both in the same show. I think it was the same segment. Wow. He made me furious. Like, if, if we got matched up in this hypothetical, imaginary, never going to happen for charity boxing match. Right. You would channel I, that anger? I would go back and listen to that segment right before we got into the ring. I'm like, let's go. So that's coming up at 1 o'clock. But on the other side of this break, a uh, a favorable stretch coming up for your Minnesota Twins that they have to take advantage of. And we'll talk about that right after this on the Score North. First place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, magic number 36. And we're back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. You need an interpreter? It's time to go to school. You're going to lose. Onyx. Bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, Score North download time. It's 1243. It's Manny Hill here with you for this edition of the Score North download. And, uh, well, the Twins just had a pretty good road trip uh, capped off by sweeping in four games the Texas Rangers over the weekend. And uh, Sergio Romo newly acquired uh, reliever from just a couple of weeks back. Uh, he's saying things are pretty good right now when you can uh, complete a good road trip like that. I mean, it keeps us motivated. It keeps us animated. It keeps us energetic. It keeps us full of passion, you know, and it's hard to not feel that at this point of the season. I've been spreading the word around to these guys. If they've noticed it or not, we're already playing playoff baseball. All right. Schedule gets a lot easier for the Twins now as they uh, start... Uh, a uh, six-game homestand with the uh, Chicago White Sox tonight as we return to the Score North first-place twin show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 36. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore. You heard Manny Hill there on the Score North download. Uh, Derek asked me to throw in that Miguel Sano was one for three with two walks and two runs scored in yesterday's win. Why you always got to put my name on it? That like the capper on a four-game sweep. Can't we just make it part of the intro? Now a two-and-a-half-game lead. Miguel Sano's carrying this ball club, man. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not right now, but I I am a kind of a believer in Miguel Sano. But we can have that conversation a little later in the show or some other time. I totally am a believer in okay. Miguel Sano. All right. Yes. I mean, it's just some of the things he can do, not a lot of guys can do. 
Yeah, I. This is one of the things that infuriated me about Judd last week. So uh-huh. let's keep my blood pressure okay. at a reasonable right. rate so before ha- he gets hang in. Hang on, hang on to that. That's in my back pocket. Bottle that up. Bottle that up. Get ready for the fight at Just one o'clock. Seething man. with Judd's all good. Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you want to get in on the Score North first place Twins show, going to talk about a favorable stretch of schedule coming up for your Minnesota Twins that they and uh, we have been waiting for for a while. But let's get in uh, Billy, who's in Minneapolis now. He's on Score North. What's up, Billy? Guys, um, I got two points. Uh, one, uh, nobody really mentions it, but I, I want to say Crawl and half of his homers have gone to right field, and he seems to take the ball the other way a lot. I don't know if he was uh, that kind of a hitter before. I always kind of pictured him as a full hitter, I guess. But when he goes the opposite way, it's like, and, and, he, and he hits him in the clutch. Um, even though he grounded out uh, the other day uh, with that uh, flamethrower up there, he still made contact with, when K struck out his like, he put the ball in play, but at the same time, he does go the opposite way a lot. And and the other point I was going to make, you're talking about the unwritten rules for on, uh, on baseball. One of them that they never bring up is when the hit, the hitter never looks to where the catcher's mid is. And that's always been like, I go, he, I mean, he, he can't even like glance, you know, like with peripheral vision or whatnot. I've always thought that was kind of an amazing one that they never really talk about. I'll, I'll hang up, guys. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Billy. Uh, and CJ Crone, I guess I've thought of him as more of a pull hitter too. I was just pulling up his spray charts, and yeah, he's got a few that he goes other way with. Um, when he's going good, I think he's just kind of grooving him to center, right center. Uh, sorry, center, left center, left field, and hitting bomba on bomba. The power bomba. isn't new for Crone though. I mean, he had thirty plus home runs last year for the Rays, did he not? Yeah, I think thirty bombs last year, and then they cut him because they're the Rays. Um, <laughs> I mean, simple as that, right? Because they had G Man Choi. Wow, that's right. Who yeah, could forget? Exactly. Um, just like they didn't need Corey Dickerson. Like, Imagine how good that team would be if they kept their good players. But anyways, that's a rant for a different day. Uh, if they match up in the postseason, that'd be super fun. That would be a fun series. Super fun. Um, on, the, on the unwritten rules thing, I heard you guys kind of just wailing against that yeah. last week, too. And, like, I mean, some of the unwritten rules are there for... Like safety or etiquette or something like that, and I, I'm cool with it. I understand that like a code should exist. Mm-hmm. Um, like in football, don't go for the knees. Like I don't care if your job is on the line. That's this dude's life. Like that's just sort of a code. I get it. Right. Baseball. That's it's cool if those things exist. Um, the not looking at the catcher one. I don't know. I guess I've never really seen that either enforced or brought up. But there are a lot of things that people kind of look the other way and say like, oh, technically that's against the rule. Like you're not supposed to use tacky substance right you show me the last pitcher who didn't in a major league game and i'll shake your hand and say congratulations it'll be a while i'll wait and in especially cold weather or any kind of slippery conditions a lot of hitters prefer that the pitcher use something sticky because otherwise he doesn't know where that pitch is going when it leaves his hands and it might end up in your jaw that's right that's exactly right uh i guess was there an instance of that over the weekend that i missed that somebody was spying on a catcher or something like that or is that i didn't catch it if it was he might just be reflecting on the fact that jake cave swung away 3-0 in a bit of a blowout game and uh the uh texas crybabies uh the um texas rangers i'm sorry were miffed by that appalling lack of Etiquette, decorum, Base, baseball etiquette, and decorum. So I didn't, I didn't see the game, so I shouldn't even comment too harsh on that. But one, J.K. is fighting to keep a job. Mm-hmm. Two, is there such thing as a blowout anymore? Three, if you're the Rangers. Come on. And Jake Cave said he didn't even know that was an unwritten rule, which Here's what I, I don't came get. on the air on Friday and said, I didn't know that was an unwritten rule. The part about it that I didn't like is Jake Cave said, well, I learned something, but I kind of feel bad that I got my teammate hit. You didn't, dude. They, yeah, that's right. That's right. You, their stupidity got your teammate hit. Their their ego, their pride that they couldn't. They couldn't bear to take any sort any sort of bruise to by a guy swinging on three zero in a, in a quote unquote blowout. Oh sure. my god, the insult! So I get it. If it's 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 like bad form. I didn't know it was like an official unwritten rule, and I certainly didn't know something was going to get somebody hit for. 
But, you know, even just hearing from the twin side of the fence, things of like, well, yeah, you got to be a little more aware of that situation. It's like, what situation? No. He's trying to make a team. Yeah, exactly. Nelson Cruz is coming back soon. Byron Buxton's coming back. This dude's fighting for his job. What? I'm supposed to let you just groove one because it's 3-0 and and we're up by five runs? No. It's yeah. a hittable pitch. I'm also, isn't it. it a little bit of a show-up move to like 3-0, and dare you to throw a strike because I know you can't, bro. I'll take my walk. And also, on top of that, that's a great point, too, by the way, Derek. Go, go ahead and also, throw a strike. Also, well, there's that. And also, you know what, Sean Kelly? You got yourself. I, I keep bringing this up because it's so comical that he's the guy that's trying to enforce these rules. Dude, you're the one that got DFA'd by the Nationals last year because you threw a temper tantrum on the mound because they had you out there pitching when your team was up 20 to 1 or whatever. And you were mad because they had you out there pitching, and you gave up a couple of hits, and you threw a temper tantrum. You slammed your glove on the on the mound, and the Nationals called you in and said, "Bye, see you later." Yeah, you're out of here. You're not if you're not with us, you're against us. Like you don't get to go out there and That's try and enforce. Look. You don't get to go out. You don't get to do that, and then go out this year and try and enforce these unwritten rules because you're mad because. Jake Cave got a base hit off of you on three and zero. It's a miss it, me with that. Dude. It's a bad look. You're right, Manny. I think that the part that that hits me the most, or that is the most jarring about this, is like I get that it's it's maybe bad form. Like three and zero, and you're sort of selfishly. I'm just devil's advocate here. You're sort of selfishly swinging to try to like pad your stats because you know this is a hitter's count. And you know that you probably need to stack up some hits over the next couple of series to keep your job. I, I that is the that is the base of this conversation for me. The part that's like sh- shocks me that I, I was surprised that it was even a conversation. In fact, I saw I wasn't listening live every day to the Score North First Place Twin Show when I was away at a work conference last week. I saw the headlines, and one of them, which Manny beautifully illustrated, was Judd Colon. Sean Kelly should be suspended 25 games. I thought, what happened yesterday? So I downloaded it and listened to it. Now, you guys did a great job teeing off on him. So I don't even need to, like, you know, pile any more dirt on top of that. Well, and then he got mad at Marwin Gonzalez on Saturday. That was embarrassing. Mar- Marwin yeah. was, was carrying that? his bat that- to the first base. Marwin kind of, like, slammed his bat down. Yeah. And, and I think, just getting into the mind of a ball player here, Marwin was mad at himself. Because he's been white hot, and then some guy gets him out, and he's like, "Man, I missed a hittable pitch." And the pitcher's thinking to himself, "That wasn't a hittable pitch. I just got you out. Sit down." And if I'm Marwin Gonzalez, I'm thinking, "Don't talk to me. You go sit down. I'll I'll run to first base. Get out of my face." And if they catch it, I'm out. I'll go back to my dugout, and we'll just finish off this four game sweep. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me right there in that moment. No if, place if I'm Marwin Gonzalez. The part that just it jarred me that the reason I'm still even talking about this a couple minutes later is that like I get that it's kind of perceived to be bad form. I didn't know it was an official unwritten rule, but then again, who knows what is and is not official or unofficial unwritten rule these days. I get that it's bad form if you're playing in a junior varsity baseball game and the kid on the other side is having a really bad day and you're beating up on him 19 to 1. I get that it's bad form to swing in a 3-0 count to try and pad your stats there. In junior varsity in high school, th- this is the big league. I don't think it's leagues. bad form. I'm just playing baseball for nine innings, dude. Like, I'm not going to steal bases. I'm not going to call a hit and run. Even if I do that, though. So what? Stop. Like, I'm just, game. Exactly. Stop what you me. Doing the game? If you don't want me to do it, stop me from doing it. You don't get to assault me because you don't yes. like the way I'm playing baseball. I'm like, this is the big leagues. You're really going to throw at a five-win player like Max Kepler when you lose four games in a row at your own ballpark? Like I Anyway, I was. you can tell I was a little upset about it. I didn't lose any sleep over it. That was fine, but it was Last I checked, the game is shocking. nine innings. I'm playing baseball for nine innings, dude. You don't like it, then don't. Sh- then go sit in the dugout if you don't want to play a real game for the remainder of the day. What are you doing out here? I'm supposed to take it easy on you? We're big leaguers. All right, perfect transition because this stretch of the next 13 games where they're going White Sox, Tigers, White Sox, Tigers, like life is good. But I think that there is this uh, human tendency almost to be like, oh, okay, nice. The schedule's lightening up. We're going to, let's let's take it easy on the pitchers. Let's get that kind of lined up again. Nice. I was joking earlier, like, hey, let Lewis Thorpe make a couple of starts. Heck, let Zach Littell make a couple of starts. I don't care. Get the guys the rest they need. Give Max Kepler a day. Next day, give Jorge Polanco a day. We all know they could 
everyone that's been grinding in that lineup could mm-hmm. use a day off. Absolutely. So the temptation, I know, I 100% know for a fact, in the rust and recovery area uh, era of Twins baseball is going to be, hey, uh, Polanco, you're sitting tonight. Uh, Adrian's going to play shortstop and get a rise at second base. Hey, tomorrow night, hey, Kep, you're going to sit tonight. We're going to, Jake K is going to play some center field. But I know the temptation is going to be to get these guys rest, and that's important. I also want to caution you, uh, well, Twins fans don't have any say over it, I guess, but Twins, put your foot on the throat. I don't care that these are bad baseball teams. I don't care that the Tigers are going to lose 112 games. You know what you should do? Get them to that number faster this week when you host them at Target Field. These wins are super important for the Twins, as much as we talk about a win in April. So you wouldn't rest a Jorge Polanco? Oh, absolutely. I would be finding rest for him. What I'm saying is, like, mentally, don't take your foot off the gas. Don't take your foot off the gas just because it's an Mm -hmm. easy stretch here where you've got bad baseball teams coming in, and then you're going to go get them at their place. All I'm saying is go ahead and take care of business. Do what you need to do to make sure. And then, hey, look, if you're up 10 rip in the fourth inning, I'm cool with giving a guy a half day off. Be like, hey, you know what, Max? This has been a a, a grueling stretch for you. Thank you for stepping up and playing center field so much when Buck's been down. We're going to give you a couple of innings here. Go on, get off your feet. If you want to, if you feel like you need to hit the weights or something like that, do it. Otherwise, I want you just getting off your feet, taking a load off, get your hydration right, rest and come ready to the park tomorrow. Might even give you tomorrow off too so we can tandem rest this a little bit here. Yeah, we talked but about take care of business. with the day off Thursday, giving him Wednesday or Friday or both or maybe the whole weekend off for Jorge Polanco well, because he was looking tired. I, I was going to say. He delivered big for them yesterday, and that that's that's nice to see, but he was looking beat up and tired for a stretch I, I thought there. you were talking about Max Kepler there just a second ago mm-hmm. of give him the two days. I was going to say, nobody needs a day off like Jorge Polanco needs a day off. Right. Some some spotty play at shortstop, mm-hmm. and he's playing. It's clear he's not one hundred percent physically. Like that's just plain as day when you're watching the games. But he's grinding through it. You haven't heard him talk about it one time. I haven't seen any mention of of playing through something or whatever. Like he's just grinding. Doesn't seem like he's complaining. Oh no, that's not Jorge. Right. And like fair's fair, he hasn't played this many games as a star player ever before in his career. Mm -hmm. So this is new territory for him. This is a new challenge. I applaud him for stepping up and and answering that and being the team's first half MVP here and starting his first All-Star game. But boy, if there is a guy, Rami, to your point, that needs back-to-back days off here in the worst way, it's Jorge Polanco for me, and Nelson Cruz potentially returning might help facilitate that. Because I look at with Polanco... Since the All Star break, you see the the errors in the field. the the, the second Milwaukee game last yeah. week was really kind of the telling the telling sign for me when he sort of mis misplayed. They were trying to turn the double play, and he misplayed the when Scope tried to get it to him at to yeah. cover second base, and Last he didn't catch form. that. Yeah, you know, you have the throwing error, and his bat since the All Star break too has really. I think his batting average has dropped like almost twenty points since the All Star break. Really. He was hitting 314 at the All-Star break. Now I think he's down to 2 295, 296, something like that. Yeah, you said on Friday when we were talking about it 20 it was a 22 point drop since the yeah. break. Yeah. I've got his second half stats here for you, Manny. Mm-hmm. Um I'm on fan graphs. I don't know, that might surprise some people in the listening audience. <laughs> uh second half Polo is hitting 252. Mm-hmm. Still getting on base at a 331 clip with a, a little power 417, but that is a far, far cry from his first half stats. 312 batting average, 368 on base, and a 514 slugging. Uh, that would have made him one of the best hitting shortstops in all of baseball. And lately, yeah, yeah I'm sure he's playing through something. I'm sure the grind gets to everybody, but lately he hasn't been the same guy. That music means we got to get to a break and uh, call in the big righty Judd Zulgad. For a little relief, I'm sure he has thoughts on the four-game sweep. I'm sure he has thoughts on these stupid unwritten rules. And I know Derek has thoughts on uh, some of Judd's thoughts from last week. He might have thoughts on the Score North Boxing Tournament, too. They'll tape on the gloves, and we'll be back right after this. Score North (laughs) First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number 36. We're on 1500scorenorth.com in the Score North mobile app.